Today's episode is going to be all about PCOS myths, truths, and solutions. Hey there, beautiful soul. Welcome to Healthify with Gummel, your weekly dose of hope, health, and happiness. I'm your host, Gummel, a certified holistic health coach, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. And I'm Reet. Uh, I'm really excited about today's topic, which affects millions of women worldwide, PCOS. Yeah, absolutely. Um, PCOS is a condition that's often shrouded in a lot of mystery and misconception and fear. Like, yeah. Uh, but today we're going to debunk these myths and reveal the truths about them. And also equip everyone with some solutions that you need to manage your PCOS effectively. Yeah, we really want to make sure that you have all the information you need to navigate this often misunderstood syndrome. Yeah, so during the episode, we're going to be discussing different types of PCOS. Did you know there were different types? No. Yeah, and the importance of getting a correct diagnosis and the consequences of ignoring it. Yeah. And also we're going to explore some dietary principles for managing the PCOS. Yeah. Uh, addressing the weight aspect of it. Yeah. Which is a big one. Yeah. Um, everybody wants to know about that one, right? Yeah. And also touch on a little bit about the supplements uh, that uh, could be recommended in this, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's kick off this episode of Healthify with Gummel. Okay, so before we dive deep into the myths and truths surrounding the PCOS, uh, let's take a moment to provide a brief explanation of what PCOS actually is and its prevalence. Yeah. Yeah. So PCOS, as you might know, that stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. Yeah. Or polycystic ovary syndrome, mm -hmm. more exactly. And it's a hormone disorder that affects the ovaries and often manifests with a wide range of symptoms. Yeah, that's right. So PCOS is characterized by hormone imbalances, yep. um, specifically an elevated level of androgens, which are male hormones, right. um, and insulin resistance. So these imbalances can disrupt the normal functioning of ovaries which can lead to a variety of symptoms like irregular or absent periods, uh, ovarian cysts is one, acne, uh, excess hair growth on the yeah. body, um, and weight gain. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's very important to note that the exact cause of PCOS is still not fully understood, even though we're going to try our best yeah. to explain it. Um, however, genetics. Uh, insulins, uh, insulin resistance and hormonal imbalances are believed to play a significant role in this. And it's also worth mentioning that uh, PCOS is a syndrome, which means that it presents uh, differently in different individuals. Yeah. Not everybody with PCOS will experience the exact same symptoms or severity. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really good point. The 
heterogeneity of PCOS can really make it challenging to be diagnosed and manage it. Um, So it's really crucial to take a comprehensive approach to evaluating these symptoms and the hormone levels and potentially the under and the potential underlying factors to provide the most appropriate treatment. Yeah. And you know how we're always stating that everybody is unique. Yeah. Um, so and that's exactly even with like different syndromes and diseases, that's the same case. Yeah. Some yeah, even like chronic diseases, right? Yeah. Um, like just um to give an example. My uh, fibromyalgia or my ulcerative colitis yeah. is not going to be the same as the next person's. Yeah. And the same way PCOS, you know. It's very different. People with the PCOS will not be going through it similarly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, PCOS is one of the most common uh, endocrine disorders among women yeah. of reproductive age. Yeah. You know. Um, according to studies, it affects approximately 10% of women worldwide. Wow. That's a big number. Yeah. Yeah. However, it's worth noting that the prevalence may vary across different populations and ethnicities. And I know this for a fact that a lot of South Asian, you know, Southeast Asian yeah. uh, women ha- are diagnosed with PCOS. Yes. Yeah. A lot more yeah. than uh, in other parts of yeah. the world. Especially yeah. girls that are in their 20s are being diagnosed a lot with. Yeah, yeah. It, even younger. Yeah. So, um, like we've said, reproductive age. So uh, once you've started your period, you could, uh, if this is a condition you have, yeah, you could be getting these symptoms and not knowing them. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And that's why we are discussing all of this. Yeah. 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 I think uh, what you mentioned is a really good point. And even though PCOS can affect women from diverse backgrounds, as you mentioned, uh, certain factors can increase the risk for developing this condition. So things like uh, women that have a family history of PCOS or insulin resistance or metabolic disorders may have a higher chance of developing PCOS in general. Yeah. And additionally, um, lifestyle factors, you know, like uh, having a poor diet or a sedentary lifestyle and even uh, chronic stress. All of these may contribute or, you know, exacerbate your um, PCOS symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why adopting a healthy lifestyle and seeking timely medical intervention is crucial for effectively managing this condition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's time to debunk some common myths around PCOS. Yes. So what's the first myth we need to tackle? Okay, so the first myth is the belief that PCOS is solely about cysts on ovaries. Um, But in reality, PCOS is a complex hormonal and metabolic disorder. Uh, And this involves an imbalance in reproductive hormones, insulin resistance, and inflammation. So the cysts on the ovaries is just one aspect of the condition. It's not just that. Yeah, and I think it's important for everyone to understand that 
PCOS goes beyond the physical presence of cysts, you know, um, that's really important. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to our second myth, and that is that PCOS only affects women of reproductive age, as I had said before. Yeah. But what's really the truth behind it? Okay, so the truth with this myth is that PCOS can affect women at different stages of their life. So even though it's commonly manifested during the reproductive years, like you mentioned, it can also impact adolescents and women that are approaching menopause. So it's not a condition that's just limited to a specific age group. Right. Um, PCOS can have various uh, varying effects depending on the life stage. And it's crucial for you to recognize that. Yeah. And um, now we're going to be busting myth number three. Yes. Yeah. So PCOS is only a fertility issue. That's our myth number three. Yeah. But we do need to clarify this, right? Yes, yeah. we do. And I think it's essential to understand that PCOS extends beyond fertility concerns. You know, it can have far-reaching effects on women's health overall. Um, and research has linked PCOS to an increased risk of metabolic disorders like type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. I didn't know the type 2 diabetes part. Yeah, and it can also impact mental health and emotional well-being. So it's not just about fertility issues. Yeah, it's a really complex condition and affects in different ways to a person's health. Yeah. Right? So it's vital for individuals with PCOS to receive comprehensive care and support. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, holistic. Holistic. Mind, body, soul. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've debunked some myths. Yeah. Yeah. Now we are going to be understanding the different types of PCOS. And you were saying you didn't know that there were different types. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's really important to understand that and to understand the importance of getting a correct diagnosis for it. Yeah. Um, there are different types that people may not be aware. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, yeah, you know, PCOS is a complex condition yeah. that can affect various uh, different aspects of a person's life. Yeah. And it's really vital for somebody with PCOS to receive comprehensive care and support. Yeah. And this is why I like the holistic approach where it is not just your body, but it's your body, mind, and soul. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And now that we've bunked some myths, yeah. I think it's time to move on to understanding the different types of PCOS, which I am actually not aware of, and the importance of getting a correct diagnosis. So there are different types of PCOS that people may not be aware of. They just think it's PCOS is just PCOS. So could you sh shed some light on this? Yeah. Um, PCOS is not a one-size-fits-all condition. Yeah. You know, while the core characteristics remain the same yeah. for everyone, mm -hmm. there are uh, different subtypes that can help you understand the 
underlying causes and then you can tailor your treatment accordingly. Yeah. You know, and one common subtype is the insulin resistant PCOS, which is closely linked to insulin resistance and um, elevated levels of insulin in your body. Yeah. And insulin resistance can have a really big impact on uh, PCOS symptoms. Yeah. Because this is when your cells are becoming less responsive to insulin and the body has to compensate that by producing more insulin, which could eventually disrupt the hormone balance in your body and contribute to PCOS. Yeah. And addressing the insulin resistance becomes crucial in managing this subtype of PCOS. Exactly. And it's really important to recognize that um, PCOS can manifest differently from person to person, yeah. right? So another subtype uh, um, is the post-pill PCOS, okay, uh, which refers to cases where PCOS symptoms emerge after you uh, discontinue certain hormonal contraceptive yeah. birth control. Yeah. Yeah. And this may take some time for the hormonal balance to regulate after you stop the pill. Yeah. Which results in a PCOS-like symptoms. Yeah. And I think that's a really important uh, point because it's essential for people that are experiencing PCOS symptoms after stopping like birth control to consult with a healthcare professional yeah. for an accurate diagnosis and appropriate management strategies. Because like you said, there's similar symptoms that they're experiencing, but that necessarily doesn't mean that they have it. Yeah. And, you know, there's also adrenal PCOS, yeah, which is characterized by higher levels of androgens produced by the adrenal glands. Yeah. And in this case, the excessive androgen production originates from outside the ovaries. So contributing to hormonal imbalances that are associated with PCOS. Yeah. And understanding the specific subtype can help you guide in your treatment decisions. Yeah. You know, and help you get better care to manage those yeah. symptoms. And in this last subtype that we've talked about, the adrenal PCOS, yeah. yeah, this is the one where you end up having a lot of hair growth, yeah, uh, facial growth. Yeah, some girls complain, um, rightfully so, yeah. about the facial hair. Growth. Yeah, so this is one of those. Yeah, yeah, that, that's it seems to be really hard to deal with. Also, just yeah. because you're not used to it. So now that we've talked about the subtypes, I think we should really talk about how important it is to get an accurate diagnosis of PCOS and how you can actually get a right diagnosis. Um, so PCOS, as we mentioned, can present a wide range of symptoms and a correct diagnosis is really important to effectively manage your PCOS. So what is the diagnostic process like? Yeah, so diagnosing um, this disease yeah. uh, or syndrome yeah. requires a comprehensive evaluation that takes into account many different factors. Yeah, okay. And um, healthcare professionals, typically, they consider the presence of certain symptoms like uh, irregular periods, you know, yeah. sign of 
excessive uh, androgens, yeah. you know, uh, like you could be having a lot of acne, yeah. facial acne, right? Or the uh, exclusion of other possible conditions that may mimic the PCOS symptoms. Sometimes you have those symptoms and it may not be PCOS. Yeah. And that's why it's important to go see a doctor. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that there isn't a single test that can definitively diagnose PCOS. Yeah. Um, because healthcare providers rely on a combination of symptoms, medical history, lab tests uh, to make an accurate diagnosis. Yeah, and this is why I'm always talking about that you need to advocate for your own health. Yeah. And you can only do that if you are actually paying attention to your body, you're yeah. listening to your body, yeah. or noting all the different changes that you might be going through, including your lifestyle, yeah. stress, you know, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And to support the diagnosis, um, Different blood tests are often conducted, you know, yeah. to measure the hormone levels, including testosterone, uh, your LH, which is the luteinizing hormone, yeah. and then the FSH, which is the follicle, uh, sorry, <laughs> follicle stimulating hormone, yeah, um, yeah, and also the insulin levels, yeah, you know. These tests help identify hormonal imbalances and they provide valuable insights into the underlying causes of uh, PCOS. Yeah, and I think along with that, um, ultrasound imaging uh, may be used to yeah. see the ovaries and see if there are any cysts on the ovaries. That is used. Yeah, yeah. or any other structural abnormalities that mm -hmm. may be present. Um, but it's important to note that not all women that have PCOS will have cysts um, and not all ovarian cysts are indicative of PCOS. That's true. So, again, a diagnosis is based on a combination of different things like symptoms, hormone levels and the exclusion of other conditions that may be caused with these things. Yeah. And, you know, it's sometimes... Uh, it's really hard to get a diagnosis, yeah, you know, um, with other conditions as well. But I know a lot of girls have a very hard time where they're struggling with a lot of these symptoms that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and they go see a doctor or a healthcare professional yeah. and they're having a hard time getting diagnosed with what could be the problem. And sometimes, a health coach can be helpful, you know, but the bottom line is you need to keep pushing and advocating. Yeah. And if one doctor doesn't listen to you, you need to go to the next one and the next one. Yeah. Somebody is going to listen. Yeah. You know, and it's a really crucial point that you just made about the combination of symptoms. Yeah. Hormone level, yeah. you know. Yeah, and uh, diagnosis of exclusion, meaning other conditions with similar symptoms, yeah. you know, must be ruled out before you can confirm that it really is PCOS. Yeah. yeah. And this emphasizes the importance of consulting with the doctor, as I was just saying, yeah. who has experience in diagnosing and managing 
PCOS, yeah. you know. Uh, and if you decide to go to a health coach, yeah. make sure um, they know what they're talking about. They are specialized in hormones, in PCOS, in women's health. They yeah. understand all of this. Yeah. You know? And these healthcare professionals can guide you through these diagnostic process yeah. that we're talking yeah. about. Um, they can help you interpret these test results and, you know, help you understand the treatment options and just give you overall support during this. Yeah. It's very important to have somebody in your corner yeah. to support you. Yeah. And I yeah. think all of this stuff, like going through the diagnostic processes that we're mentioning, can be very daunting at first, especially if you don't have any idea of what is actually happening to you. Um, but if you really advocate for yourself, uh, you can really get the courage to go forward and ask them questions about your condition because that's also very important. So if you suspect you have PCOS or, or you've been struggling with these symptoms, we would highly encourage you to reach out to a healthcare professional um, because they can really, like you said, provide the expertise that you need to get a correct diagnosis and develop a personalized treatment plan. Yeah, that's exactly where it starts. Yeah. You need to first get the accurate diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sharing your concerns and experiences with somebody who knows all this, specializes in hormone health, you know, allows them to better understand your situation yeah. and provide you with the necessary support and treatment. Yeah. You know, knowledge really is power. Yeah. Um, I'm a very strong believer of that. Yeah. And getting an accurate diagnosis is a crucial step. Yeah, I agree. And if you're finding our discussion on PCOS really informative and engaging, we would love if you would review, subscribe, and share our podcast on Spotify. Um, your support really means the world to us, and it can help us reach more people who can benefit from our conversations about health, hope, and happiness. Yeah, we would love it if you would share it with all your girlfriends. Or, uh, yeah, all the women in your family. Because uh, somebody might be struggling with this and you may not even know it. They may not even know it. And it really helps us reach a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be uh, shedding some light on the health consequences that can arise from ignoring PCOS yeah. or the symptoms. Yeah. Okay, so why... Addressing this condition is crucial for long-term well-being. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So when PCOS is left undressed or ignored or it's swept under the rug, yeah, um, it can have major implications on a person's health. Right. And one of the key concerns here is that it can lead to an increased risk of developing metabolic disorders like type 2 diabetes that I mentioned or insulin resistance. Um, and there have been a lot of studies that have done research on this, and they've shown that up to 70% of women that have a PCOS experience, uh, that have PCOS experience insulin resistance. 
um, which can lead to elevated blood sugar levels and have difficulty maintaining a healthy weight. So they can gain weight or lose weight. Yeah. And that's why they have a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. So insulin resistance is a hallmark of PCOS. Yeah. Yeah. And it occurs when the body's cell become less responsive to insulin actions. Yeah. And this can result in high insulin levels yeah. in the bl- bloodstream, which can further disrupt your hormone balance. And it contributes to weight gain, yeah. which a lot of girls have experience yeah. with, you know. Uh, particularly in your stomach area, yeah, belly, yeah, you know, the belly is is a huge sign. A lot of girls, I know, uh, I sometimes get uh, the clients who want to lose weight, yeah, uh, because I specialize in weight loss. But um, I can tell by looking at them that there's more going on, yeah, and that's why getting a correct um, diagnosis with the right tests and all of that is important. Yeah, that's really important because the combination of insulin resistance, hormone imbalances, and excessive weight can significantly increase the risk of getting type 2 diabetes. And this underscores the importance of early intervention and adopting lifestyle modifications. So that holistic approach to manage your insulin resistance effectively. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't really have to stop there. I mean, PCOS can also have other detrimental effects on your heart health. Yeah. Yeah. So research indicates that women with PCOS, Mm -hmm. they have a higher risk of developing uh, cardiovascular disease, including hypertension. Yeah. Including um, uh, this. Dyslipidemia. Yeah. I always have a hard time saying that word. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, increased uh, propensity of uh, for blood clots. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really concerning just because of how um, how big these diseases are. Yeah. Um, and I know these words that we're saying that even I'm having a hard time with yeah. are big and scary. Yeah. But it's very important to understand. Yeah, so hypertension is basically when you have high blood pressure, for those that don't know. Um, And the hormone imbalances and chronic inflammation that's associated with PCOS can negatively impact your blood vessel health and increase the likelihood of developing these cardiovascular problems that you're talking about. And it just highlights the need for having comprehensive management strategies that don't only focus on reproductive health, but also your heart health as well, just because of how big of an issue this could be. Yeah. And, you know, we really should emphasize that PCOS is not just about uh, irregular periods or fertility concerns, you know. It's actually a systemic condition that requires attention and proactive measures to mitigate these potential long-term health consequences yeah. that we are discussing. Yeah. It's, I mean, you could be having PCOS and not, you know, dealing with it or not knowingly, yeah. and then you end up with diabetes yeah. or the heart conditions that we're talking about. 
that's just one added whammy. Yeah, that is. And that is not something you want. Yeah, and I think ignoring PCOS can have far-reaching effects like we're talking about, along with the metabolic and heart concerns that we're mentioning. Um, If PCOS is not treated at the right time, it can contribute to a lot of mental health challenges as well. Like, I know a lot of girls especially go through depression, anxiety, and a diminished quality of life just because it is going to have an effect on your mental health if it's not treated. And the emotional toll of living with PCOS, I feel like, is oftentimes overlooked. But it shouldn't be because you need the support around you to really help you feel lively. Yeah, this just goes to show you how your mind, body, soul is connected. Yeah. Hence the holistic approach mm-hmm. uh, and how important it is to take that, Yeah, you know. Um, and it's essential for individuals with PCOS. Yeah to prioritize their mental well-being as a part of the overall management. Yeah. Um, It's not just about taking care of the symptom. Yeah. uh, The physical symptoms. You also want to deal with your mental part of it. You know, everything is together. I think that plays a big role in like um, having severe PCOS symptoms as well if you're not taking care of your mind. Yeah. And this is why seeking support, not just from your doctor, your health coach, yeah. but also um, therapists if you need it, yeah. um, support groups, you know, all of this can make a significant difference in navigating your emotional challenges that uh, are often associated with PCOS. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that the earlier you address your PCOS, the yeah. better it is. Don't wait until it escalates and it leads to potentially avoidable uh, health consequences. You need to seek guidance, educate yourself about the condition, know about what PCOS is, the symptoms, go with questions to your healthcare professional, and take proactive steps towards a healthier life. Yeah, and um, you may not even know you have PCOS or what PCOS is, hopefully after this you do. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're feeling not well and you're experiencing these symptoms um, every day or you're having these irregular periods all the time and, you know, all these other symptoms as well, don't ignore, you know. Um, And if you're too young, um, um, you know, like, a teenager yeah. and go to somebody who's going to listen. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you might have somebody in your life who's yeah. going to listen, you know. It's very important to reach out and seek um, guidance and educate yourself, yeah. like you're saying. Yeah. And your health really does matter. Taking charge of your PCOS journey can really help you have a brighter, healthier uh, life, yeah. future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, your diet that I always talk about yeah. as the foundation yeah. plays a crucial role in managing these symptoms. 
and promoting your overall well-being. Yeah. So we're going to be discussing some of those dietary principles. Yeah. So when it comes to PCOS, making dietary changes can truly be transformative in your condition. Um, so one key principle that I've seen oftentimes people do is adopting a glow, low glycemic index diet or a GI diet. Um, so because foods that have a high GI can uh, cause blood sugar levels to spike and that leads to insulin surges, which can eventually make your PCOS symptoms a lot more severe. And on the other hand, if you're eating low GI foods like whole grains, legumes, non-starchy vegetables, um, those can really help to stabilize your blood sugar levels. Yeah. And, you know, research suggests that following a low GI diet can actually improve your um, insulin sensitivity and your menstrual uh, regularity. Yeah. So you would have regular uh, period. Yeah. Yeah. And while it also reduces the androgen levels in uh, women yeah. and PCOS. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's all about choosing foods that have a gentler impact on your blood sugar level and your overall hormone balance. Yeah, another thing I think in your diet is to have enough protein in your meals. Um, you know, protein-rich foods like lean meat, fish, tofu is a good one. Lagoons, they can really help to promote um, sati. And, um, yeah, so protein-rich foods like lean meats, fish, tofu, um, and legumes can really help promote fullness and stabilize blood sugar levels and even support healthy hormone production, which is very important. Yeah, and, you know, protein is often ignored. Yeah. Um, especially women. Yeah. Uh, we don't get enough. We don't eat enough protein. And protein is not only essential for building and repairing tissues, but also plays a role in regulating appetite and managing weight. Yeah. So including protein in each meal can help balance your macronutrients intake. Yeah. And it can support your overall um, PCOS management plan yeah. that you might have. Yeah. And I think healthy fats are very important also. Yes. Um, because I feel like everybody runs away from the word fat, but there are good fats out there as well. And they're very important. Yeah. So um, unsaturated fats are the good fats. So things like avocados, which I personally love. I know you just eat an avocado just like that. Yeah. Um, nuts, seeds, olive oil is really good also. Um, key is really good. Yeah, key is really good also. Um, the All of these fats can provide essential fatty acids and eventually promote hormone health. Yeah, healthy fats are very vital for our hormone production and absorption, and they can also help you feel satisfied, and they can also help in preventing overeating. Yeah. You know, the 80% full and stop. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have enough fats, the right kind of fats in your meal, it, it's going to help you. So you want to choose the right types and the right amount of fats 
to support um, your PCOS? Yeah, and I think we, because you talked about macronutrients, uh, we can't skip over the significance of micronutrients as well. Yeah, so you talked about macronutrients, and I think it's important that we don't skip over the significance of micronutrients. Yeah. Um, Because ensuring that you get a variety of vitamins and minerals through a colorful, nutrient-dense diet is very important for overall health, but also for managing PCOS. So focus on incorporating plenty of fruits and vegetables and whole foods in your meals to obtain a broad range of essential nutrients. Yeah. The colorful plate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That I'm always saying that you should have. Yeah. You know, that's very important. And the more colors on your plate, the better it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Because nutrient deficiencies, you know, particularly in vitamin D. Yeah. And B12, yeah. folate, all yeah. of these have been associated with um, PCOS. And by prioritizing a balanced, uh, varied diet, you support your body's needs. And that in turn will help you with your um, symptoms. Yeah. And I think hydration along with that too. I mean, all- hydration, I think, is the key to everything. Yeah, because our bodies are primarily water. Yeah, yeah. So a huge part of our bodies is water. Yeah, so if you're well hydrated, you'll have good overall health and hormone balance. Um, So make sure to drink enough water throughout the day to help support your body's functions and promote optimal well-being. Yeah, and um, enough would be your weight... um, Whatever that is, yeah, half of that yeah. in fluid ounces, yeah, you know. So, um, if you weigh like two hundred pounds, uh, then it's a good idea to be drinking hundred ounces. If you weigh a hundred fifty pounds, yeah, it's a good idea to be drinking around seventy five, eighty ounces at yeah. least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah. And um, hydration often gets overlooked. You yeah, know, that's but very- it's such a simple yet powerful aspect of maintaining good health. Yeah. And sometimes when you actually, uh, you feel like you want to eat something, yeah. it's actually you need to drink water, you're yeah. dehydrated. Sometimes you might just be having a slight headache. Yeah. It's also your body saying drink water. Yeah. You know, mu- uh, muscle cramps. Um, menstrual pain. Yeah. All these things yeah. are basically sometimes a lack of water. So I think the first thing you should do is drink a glass of water yeah. and then see, am I still feeling that way? Yeah, that's then- something that I do. Yeah. Yeah. And another issue with PCOS that a lot of women, girls have is weight management. And I think it's important to approach this with sensitivity and understanding. Yeah. Um, because even though not all women with PCOS are overweight, there's... That's another myth. Yeah. 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 That, But there's a higher prevalence of weight-related challenges with women that have PCOS. Um, so things like insulin resistance, hormone imbalances, metabolic factors can all contribute to weight gain or difficulty in losing the weight. Yeah. Um, the relationship 
between PCOS and weight is multifaceted. Yeah. You know, weight gain can worsen your symptoms and uh but PCOS itself can make it even more challenging for you to lose weight. Yeah. It could be either or. But it's really crucial to remember that everybody's experience, every individual is unique and their experience is unique and weight is not the only indicator of health yeah. or the only factor contributing to PCOS. Yeah. It's just one. Yeah, I agree on that. So I think it's important not to be caught up on the scale, the number that's visible yeah. on the scale. That's just one part of PCOS. And I think it's important to shift the focus from solely weight loss to overall health improvement. Yeah. You know, adopting a balanced and nourishing approach to nutrition, engaging in regular physical activity, managing stress. And the last one, which I find to be very important, is getting enough quality sleep because resting uh, sleep is very important because that's when your body actually heals and repairs itself. Um, all of these things can really contribute to optimal health and helps in managing your PCOS symptoms. Yeah. And when you focus on overall health, yeah, uh, weight loss is a good side effect that you get. It's a benefit. Yeah. It shouldn't be the thing you're focusing on. And um, instead of just pursuing restrictive diets or, you know, some extreme measure or uh something that's trending. It's about making sustainable lifestyle changes yeah. that support your overall health, your overall well-being. Yeah. And um, embracing a holistic approach can really give you long-term benefits, both physically yeah. and mentally. Yeah, I think this goes along with that diet chart mentality that we discussed in one of our previous episodes, where like I've seen clients come to you that have PCOS and they're like, um, can you just, I need to lose weight. Can you just give me foods or diets that I can follow? Yeah. But I think what they don't understand is that PCOS is a very complex condition like we're talking about. And it's more than just gaining weight. There's hormones in play here. There's a lot of other factors in play here. So not necessarily diets aren't going to be helpful in that. And I think it's worth mentioning that not everyone with PCOS will experience significant weight loss by default. You know, like you said, we're all different. We have different genetic makeups and body compositions. So the focus should be on achieving a healthy weight for your own body rather than, like I said, striving for a specific number on the scale. Yeah. And emphasis should be on nourishing your body on supporting your hormone balance, you know, and adopting healthy habits that promote well-being. And that may mean focusing on improving your energy levels or your period regularity, yeah. you know, or your mood stability and overall quality of your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that PCOS management is a lifelong journey. Yeah. And it's about finding what works for you as an individual. So like seeking guidance from healthcare professionals, working with registered dietitians, nutritionists, health coaches like you, um, 
who can specialize in weight loss, PCOS, and surround yourself with a supportive community. You know, other people that are going through something similar or even your friends and family can be very supportive if you openly tell them how you're feeling. Yeah. And, you know, you are not defined by your weight or PCOS Definitely. or any other condition that you might have. Yeah. Uh, your worth goes way beyond any number on that scale. Yeah. Um, so it's very important to be focusing on self-care, self-acceptance. Yeah. You know, celebrate your body for all the incredible things that it does. Yeah. You know, we don't realize the things that our body does for us that we just like take for granted. Yeah. Just the basics of breathing. Yeah. There's so much that goes on in just taking a deep breath. Yeah. You know, so we need to be very grateful and thankful and self accepting of ourselves. And yes, I know that it's easier said than done. Yeah. And it really, it's a process, but you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And start with your mind, mindset. That is true. Yeah. And you will get there. Yeah. Yeah. So before we dive into supplement intervention, yeah, I wanted to remind our listener that you can follow us on Instagram at Healthify with Kamal podcast for more valuable health tips like the ones we're discussing here. And yeah. you can get updates about our upcoming episodes and also other behind the scenes, you know, stuff. Yeah. We would also love to hear from you if you have any questions or want to share something else with us. Yeah. So now we're going to be exploring the role of supplements in managing PCOS symptoms. So even though supplements can't replace a healthy lifestyle, yeah, so supplements can really help in managing PCOS symptoms. So even though they can't replace a healthy lifestyle, they can surely complement your efforts and provide additional support. Yeah, and it's important to note that supplements should be used in conjunction with a balanced diet, Yeah, you know, regular exercise or any prescribed medication that you might be taking. Yeah. And it's also very extremely important. I can't stress enough Yeah, that don't just uh, on your own start these supplements. It's a good idea to talk to your doctor, consult with a qualified a healthcare professional before you start any supplement. Yeah, so one commonly recommended supplement for PCOS is inositol, and it's a naturally occurring compound that plays a role in insulin signaling, and it can help improve insulin sensitivity. It's available in different forms like myo-inositol and d-chiro-inositol. Um, and it's shown to have promising results in managing PCOS symptoms, uh, particularly in regard to menstrual regularity and improving fertility. Yeah. And in addition to this, um, omega-3 fatty acids, uh, like the ones found in fish oil supplements, you know, yeah, they've been studied for their um, potential benefits in PCOS management. Really? And uh, omega-3s have a anti-inflammatory property. Yeah. Um, and 
they help in reducing androgen levels, uh, improving your insulin sensitivity, and also supporting your cardiovascular health. Yeah, so and the little fish oil yeah, uh, supplements that we get, which is something that I personally take. Yeah. Um, but another supplement, a supplement that's really gained a lot of attention recently in the PCOS community is berberine. Yeah, uh, it's a supplement that's derived from various plants, and it's been shown to have insulin-lowering effects. It also improves glucose metabolism, and it can potentially help with uh, weight loss management in women that have PCOS. Yeah, berberine is... uh, I've also read some about it. Yeah. um, And it's an interesting one. Yeah. And also... Another one that we should not forget is vitamin D. You know, um, many uh, women with PCOS have been found to have very low levels of vitamin D. And supplementation may help improve those levels and help you with your overall health, right? So vitamin D plays a role in hormone balance, uh, in your immune function and your bone health. So sometimes getting that sun yeah. with SPF yeah. is a good idea. Um, and if you don't have sun, then think about along with using food yeah. with these, you know, supplementation can be also helpful. Yeah. yeah. And these are just a few examples of supplements that have shown um, promise in PCOS management. Yeah. Um, But it's important to remember that everyone's needs are different. Not everybody needs every supplement. Yeah, so these are just some examples of supplements that we're talking about that have shown to be working for women that have PCOS and managing it. Um, But I think it's important to remember that everybody's different and everybody's needs are different. So I think the supplements that we've discussed here, they may not need them. They may need them. It's It depends, right? And it, again, what works for one person may not work for another. Yeah, I know. Um, it may sound repetitive that we keep talking about this and, you know, over and over again. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's important to stress that, that everybody's different. Two women with PCOS will not be um, having or experiencing it the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all about uh personalized care and understanding that PCOS is a very multi-layered, multifaceted condition yeah. that requires a very individualized approach. That's right. And sometimes supplements can be helpful um, and they can be a part of your overall um, treatment plan, yeah. your management plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Now it's time to address a very important question that I'm sure along with us, a lot of other people also think about. Yeah. That is, is PCOS forever? Uh, do you want to talk some about that? Yeah. So again, like you said, a lot of women and girls have a fear of, is it forever? Is it going to be my whole life? And PCOS is a chronic condition. Um, which means that it requires ongoing management. Uh, However, the good news is that if you have the right 
approach, you can effectively manage its symptoms and lead healthy, fulfilling lives. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It's not a life sentence, right? Yeah. And it's important to remember that experience of PCOS can change over time as you age if you're somebody who has it. And some might find that their symptoms improve or even resolve completely. Yeah. Uh, whereas others might continue to experience challenges or maybe, you know, it gets worse. Yeah. But it could be because either you're not paying attention to your symptoms or something in your life is going on. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. Maybe out of your control or, um, a number of things can be happening, you know, but it's really important to uh, find the right strategies and support. And it's possible to uh, effectively manage and minimize the effect of uh, PCOS yeah. on your life. Yeah. And I think PCOS management is a journey in itself. Yeah. Um, because it involves a combination of different things like lifestyle modifications, medical interventions. And you know that ongoing support really also helps. And it's important to work closely with, again, healthcare professional or a support group um, who specializes in PCOS to develop a personalized management plan. Um, just can't emphasize that enough. Yeah. And uh, one last thing that I think anybody with uh, PCOS or these symptoms uh, needs to understand is the importance of supportive community. Yeah. You know, connecting with others who are going through similar experiences. uh, This can really provide you with uh, valuable emotional support and a sense of belonging. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're the only one and it's really important um, that you know that you are not alone. You're not. Yeah. And uh, whether it's through in-person support, you know, or joining some uh, group um, or online community, you know, or even podcasts. Yeah. Like the one we have. Yeah. um, Like this episode. um, you know, having support network um, makes a huge difference. And if uh, the person listening on the other side, if you have any of these issues and you just want to uh, feel like a sense of belonging, support, yeah. any of those, please feel free to DM us. Yeah. yeah, we would really love to hear from you. Because surrounding yourself with a supportive network, like you mentioned, can really provide encouragement and validation, most importantly, to know that I'm not in this alone. Because if anybody has any health condition, even PCOS, it can be a very isolating and lonely journey if you don't surround yourself with a supportive network. And it also really gives you an opportunity to learn from other people's experiences, you know, things they've gone through, the highs, the lows, how they've managed all of this stuff. So, yeah. And it's okay to reach out and ask for help. I think so often, especially like women, we find it very hard to ask for help um, when we are going through a hard time, something that we may not even understand, you know? And it's okay. It really is okay to reach out. Yeah, Yeah, because 
it can really be a source of inspiration and motivation on the days that feels like it's impossible to get through, especially with a condition like PCOS. It can be very challenging. So if you have somebody to talk to, it can make it a bit easier to go through. Yeah. So, okay, we've covered a lot of uh, ground in this episode, I think. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about some myths, um, some uh, truths, and then also we've discussed some solutions for managing PCOS. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been an enlightening conversation, and I hope our listener on the other side has found it very valuable because PCOS is a complex condition, but if you have the right knowledge and support with you, it can be effectively managed. Yeah, so if you want to uh, dive deeper into PCOS or other health topics, um, you know, like this one, we have a lot of blogs, a lot of help resources on our website. So make sure to visit uh, healthifywithgummel.com and you will find additional resources, articles um, to support you on your wellness journey. Yeah, and don't forget to review and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify or your favorite podcast platform because your feedback and your support means the world to us and it really helps us to reach more people who can benefit from these conversations. Yeah, we appreciate you very, very much and you are definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, remember that you have the power to take charge of your health and live a fulfilling life. So don't let PCOS or any other challenge hold you back. Seek support, stay informed, and believe that you have the ability to thrive. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes because they're definitely filled with hope, health, and happiness. So take care of yourself until next time. We'll see you soon in another episode of Healthify with Gummel. Hi there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder that the information provided on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. The content on this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. You should always seek the advice of a doctor or a qualified medical professional with any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment.